Words, peace. Now, if you see, there's a lot of people that you usually see at church missing. And uh, I'm talking about a lot of folks, okay? And everybody's worried about COVID, okay? Only one of them. The oldest thing in the world, Buffalo. <laughs> okay? So remember, zinc and vitamin C. So we're going to take care of yourself, all right? So when you see these miss, people missing, remember, only one of them. And she's a school teacher, so you know that's the germiest place on earth. <laughs> one of the things, and I'm going to be very slow, I want you to get it. And the t we have teachers in here. Well, let me just use, sometimes uh, you need to uh, uh, get excited about your uh, grandkids. Can you all hear me good? Okay. Uh, I have four granddaughters uh, all in college. And all four of them are 4.0s. Okay. Yeah, all right, yes. There's a point I'm going to try to make. You know, one of them, unfortunately, goes to KU to get her doctorate's degree, but I'll let her get away with that. You remember they, they have that Midnight Madness. And it, uh, so, and Shaq was there this year. And so they, she went to that and didn't stay very long. And I said, well, what did they do? Her and her friend left all of that and went to the library. That's your 4.0 people. All right, now I'm going someplace here. We have some school teachers in here. There are some school teachers in here that will tell you there's some kids that they really like those kids, you know, but their kids didn't make it because they didn't do the work and they didn't have anybody responsible possibly at home to help them to get the work done. And so they might have, they had the potential to be the A student or the B student, but because of the lack of parenting, because you know parents babysit now instead of raise kids, the, so the lack of parenting and the lack of other things, those good kids, great kids didn't make it. But the ones that done the work and had the backup behind them, they become your A class kids, all right? So you all sitting in here, you know, he ain't gonna talk about kids, I'm gonna talk about y'all. Have you ever noticed how many people come to church and been in church and something happens, can't handle nothing? There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. They've been, they get the same message that the other ones get, same pastor teaching or teacher, Sunday school, whatever it is, but they don't make it. It happens all the time. And they go to church every Sunday, and they call themselves Christians, and they are Christians, and some are carnal-minded. You know, there's such thing as a carnal-minded Christian. That's a person that's saved but still is in the flesh with the ideals. And then there's some that are babes in Christ, been in church all their life. This is what Paul says, not me, his book says, but they babes in Christ. So he couldn't feed them meat. That's what he said. But then there's some others in there that they, they get the meat. You see, that's the protein. Yeah, that's the powerful stuff. So I want to talk about this. It'll be a lot of reading, but I want to talk about this this morning. You need to find out who you are and where you are when it comes to the word. And you know, one of the things in church that we take, we take for granted is because we sit in the pews, 
and we come to church, that's all we need. There's more to it than that. There's just more to it than that. Have you ever, how many of you are going to watch the, uh, well, you're a lot of Chief fans here, right? And football fans, right? There's a whole bunch of them out there, right? Uh, some of them are never going to get in the game. But they're just excited about being on the team. No, I, that didn't, wouldn't work for me. Yeah, so, and they watch the millionaires play and make all that money, right? And they get the homes, and uh, some of them get so much money, they, got, they can feed the first and second and third generation. Now, here's the problem, what you all don't know is that us that have played football, you know, there's a thing, now don't get upset at me now when I say this. I tell parents, you know, for me, I started, so I didn't have to deal with that. So a lot of kids wind up being practice dummies. Football coach will tell you that. Because they get hit hard four or five times a week, but they never get in the game. You see? Something wrong with that when it comes to me. All right, y'all love me? No practice dummies in Christ Temple North. We will not tolerate practice dummies in Christ Temple North. We will not tolerate that. We play. We want to get in the game. And we got the tools to get in the game, and we're equipped to get in the game. And I'm going to tell you why today. Last week, we talked about the soul, I think. We did spirit before and the soul, because there's more bodies to you, bodies to you, mind, soul, and spirit. But we're going to talk about a thing that we don't talk about much. And Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Heart. I'm going to talk about your heart this morning. You see, I see a lot of you in here. Let's, can we just be real today? You see, that uh, told the lie and re- or received the lie that somebody told you they loved you. You see, and, and you ain't seen them. And some of them left you with some responsibility. They told you they loved you at the time, but when the responsibility came, Let's just be real. He gone. You got the responsibility. Well, he was lying. She was lying. There's, if you look in the book of Acts, I can't think where it's at now, but they was wanting another disciple because to fulfill Judas's, right? They had two qualified people. Two qualified people. Right? There are two men that were qualified. So you know what they done? They prayed and asked God, they said, because you know the heart of the one that needs to help us in this ministry. It's in there. They didn't know the heart. They knew they were qualified. But they didn't know their heart. So they prayed to God to ask him to reveal to them which one of the men had the heart to help them in their ministry. It's pretty important, isn't it? Have you ever done that in your life? I see a lot of you got, all of you got kids. Because your mother's to the motherless, father's to the fatherless, and you're going to be grandparents if you don't, and some of you got kids. And you can tell them this. Somebody said, I like this little boy. I love him. They say, Where's his heart? Where's her heart? Because that's where the true thing's going to come down. It's what's in their heart. And only God knows their heart. You see, because I've told y'all for years, because you know, I don't hold nothing back. I done told so many lies back in the day. Yeah, see, see, and, 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 they, and the blues song, they say, 
you broke her heart. No, I didn't break her heart. She didn't protect it. There's a scripture says, boy, it gets quiet when you get in folks' business. <laughs> There's a scripture says in Proverbs 4 and 23. Say it, Proverbs 4 and 23. He gets through telling the people about everything. Y'all hear what I'm getting ready to say? You need it for your kids and your grandkids and yourself. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows through it. it tells you to guard your heart. Every parent, grandparent here, and yourself need to look at that scripture. You're supposed to guard your heart. It's not that person's responsibility. Nobody can break your heart unless you, didn't let, unless you let them in there. If you didn't guard your heart, guess what? You allowed somebody else to get in and break that heart. You see, it's fun, you know, because uh, uh, see, some, nah, well, let's do it this way. It gets to me, <laughs> it gets to me how many Christian people set up in church that fall into this trap. You see, because I know I was talking to a young man and he just told me a while ago, just happened a while ago, I won't give, we won't give his name, he said, I remember years ago you told me something and I didn't understand it. I was telling he was telling me that I think my daughter needs to spend more time with her mother. And I told him, no, she needs to spend more time with you. And he figured it out now, why? You see? Because she's gonna hook up with somebody like you. You know what I'm talking about? So she needs to know what it really is true in the heart of a young boy, a young man. What's true in their heart? It's in their heart. You see, used to be years ago, Sister Lisa would remember because she grew up in 1980 over there at that time. And I used to get up here and say, I got it from this preacher, I don't do it anymore. God loves you and so do I. That's just words talking. Some of you from 219 Indiana, I don't think there's a few of you in here. You remember, I've always told y'all that. I don't do that anymore because I don't know where your heart's at. There are people tell me, they, I love you, Pastor. Very few, but, you know, but they tell me, I love you, Pastor. Where do you love me from? Here? Or you love me from your heart? You see? You're all looking at me. Here, let me tell you, don't worry about the mistakes you made. You didn't know any better. If you knew better, you'd have done better. But you know better now. You're getting a lesson that'll make you not help you not make the second mistake. And you grandparents and parents need to sit down today or tomorrow this week, go over that scriptures, and when the, your children come to you, teach them something. Proverbs what? Four and twenty-three. Above all else, Guard your for everything flows from it. You need to know that. Well, there was a parable Jesus told. It's going to be a lot of reading, but it's all right. You haven't got any place to go. Chiefs don't play till next week. <laughs> now, okay, okay. I'll say it. And the Packers don't play the next year. <laughs> all right. So we all good, huh? All right. So here we go. And I want you to, even though it's a lot of reading, I'm very serious about this message today. There's too many mistakes being made about this hard thing. Too many. 
You see, there's too many people sitting in church that's got a mind-deep religion or a mouth-deep religion, but they ain't got anything in your heart, their heart. Here's another parable. We got a kid when I was working at the Park University coaching track. He was one of the best kids in the, in the whole state. And I remember he was running, but he just didn't, he wasn't running, running very well. And we had three or three meets, but I remember at Maryville. We were running at Maryville. And he just fell apart. And the coaches, we couldn't get it in our head. We couldn't get it in our head what was wrong, because we were doing everything right. And after the race, Brother Travis, he came to me, and he said, I know what's wrong. I said, what, man? He said, I ain't got no heart. We can't fix that. I mean, he was one of the best athletes in the whole state of Missouri, but someplace, he's a 1,500-meter runner, some, and a 3,000-meter, someplace something took his heart. He went through all the training. He'd done what we told him to practice, but when it comes to race, it's tougher. He said, Coach, of course he called me Coach, Coach Fields, I know what's wrong. I don't have no heart. I don't know why I have no heart. Okay. We're going to see what you got in you today. I'm going to tell you why. All right? All right. Let's turn to Luke 8, starting at verse 4 from the Passion. And Jesus is telling the parable, and he's telling this parable to these guys because he spoke in parables a lot because they could get a better understanding. And he starts out in this parable, and he's talking about uh, the farmer sowing seeds. Mm -hmm. And as he scattered his seeds, some of them fell on the hard pathway and were quickly trampled down and unable to grow and become nothing but bird seed. So this, he threw these seeds down, and some of them became bird seed. Mm -hmm. The birds came and took the seed from the soil. Well, we get tougher over here. <laughs> All right, here we go. Then some fell on the gravel, and though they sprouted, they couldn't take root. It withered for lack of moisture. And then he used it again. He said there was no moisture. And some, see, some fell on there, and it couldn't get down deep because it had no moisture. I'm going fast because we want to get into the point over here in a minute, okay? And other seeds fell where there was nothing but weeds, they too were unable to grow to full maturity. And some grew, but they couldn't grow in full maturity because there was too many weeds around them. Am I making sense to you? Mm -hmm. All right. In verse 8, yet some of the seeds fell into good, fertile soil, and right. they grew and flourished until they produced more than a hundredfold harvest. And then he tells the great part of the ones that fell, the seeds that fell on a good surface and good soil, and it flourished and it produced more. That's that person we're going to talk about over here that's got it together. That's what he's saying. In a minute, I want to ask you, what kind of seed are you? People have been in church all their life and haven't matured or grown at all. All right? Something happens, they fall apart. Can't handle it. All right? Lack of discipline. All right? 
Then wow. Jesus added, shouting out to all who would hear. Now here's the key. He shouted out to all that would hear. When he said all that would hear, that means everybody sitting there wasn't going to hear. Mm -hmm. That's right. There's something that I hope is not true. Now this is not my statistic. This is one of the statistics put out that only 25% of any church, 25% really get the depth of the whole message. That's, that's sad. You see, but not really. We put our kids in all these sports, right? Only 2% make it. So 25% is bigger than two. But 25% in here, I hope that at least we have 30. <laughs> Do better than others. No, that's the statistics. It's not mine. That is a statistic. That only 25% here. What Jesus is saying there, he's talking. And he's saying that to those that would hear. And then here's the key. I want to read it. You read it. Listen with your heart and you will understand. He's saying to him, so you got to listen with your heart. A mind deep religion won't cut it. You got to get it down in your heart. You see, only the people that have done this can say amen, because I don't want y'all to say amen. How many of you told someone that you loved them and didn't mean it? Amen. You know, back in the day, you know, I told y'all, I, I called myself a player back in the teenage days in the 20s. Then I opened the Bible and said I was a whoremonger. No, that's what the book says. Don't be in here like it. It's, if you read the Bible, this shouldn't scare you because that's what it says in here. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's exactly what it says. I prefer player. <laughs> yeah, but that ain't what the book is saying. Yeah. Come on, and I ain't the only one in here. Hey, wait a minute. And what gets me, and some of you women in here know the same thing. Come on up in here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I want you to listen with your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and you will get an understanding. Mama and Daddy told us some things, but we didn't listen with what? The pastor, the preacher of the pulpit was telling us some things, but we didn't listen with what? And so we had a mind-deep religion. And you know, a slickster can talk you out of your mind. You see, you got to get it deeper than your mind. It has to be heart-deep. And Jesus is saying here, and he added and he shouted out, all that would hear... Listen with your heart and with an understanding. See, there's a lot of people who don't want to talk to teachers or mentors because they won't listen to nobody. You see, Isaac was talking this week. Uh, I guess I don't know, might a friend or something talk. He says, I remember, Dad, what you taught us. If you come to me with a question, don't have no answers. Oh, I told my, oh, yeah. Yes, if you come to, that's for y'all too. If you come to me with a question, don't have no answers. Because if you got the answer, don't be wasting my time trying to make it, don't waste my time. But if you come to me with a question, don't have no answers. And I raised my kids that way. So when they knew when they come to me, you know, tell me the question, shut up, I'm gonna give you the answer. You see? But you gotta listen with, because I, I don't want you talking, you gotta listen with your heart. Okay, here we go. 
And in verse 9, later his disciples came to him privately to ask him what deeper meaning they could find in this parable. Now, this is us. You see, some people don't get it. And so they got enough sense to say, well, you need to come to Jesus. Would you just tell us, uh, Pastor, break it down to a, a little bit more for us in private. They didn't want to be embarrassed, maybe, to let people around them know that they didn't know what really it all meant. So they came to the teacher and said, Master, Master means teacher, uh, uh, and uh, teach us what this really means. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what we're going to do, all of us, including I've already read it. I've already studied it for years. And each time I study it and I go over it, I get more out of it. Because let me tell you, I don't want to be, I, want, I don't want to be grown. I want to be growing. Because yeah. yeah. anything that ain't growing is dead. You see, and so I, I was reading this and studying this. This is for me because I want to grow and, and I want to become more mature as a Christian man. There's a lot of areas in my life that I want to fulfill that I haven't fulfilled yet because I know God has called me and I know it's his calling, but I'm not where I need to be. And thank God because that means there's time left for me to grow into the spiritual maturity uh, that you had, you see. And you also looking at me, said, let me tell you about a guy, okay? This man went through everything. And uh, uh, he went through, he was beaten, he was whipped, and he was crucified, he went through all that stuff. And he didn't say until he took his last breath, it's finished. Amen. You getting where I'm coming from? Yeah. As long as I'm breathing, there's work to do. And so he said, you have given a, uh, you have to have a teachable heart. Mm -hmm. Do you have a teachable heart? I'm going to let her read. Do you have a teachable heart? You better have a teachable heart. Because once you start being taught, your growth is going to stop right there. Do you understand? All right, you can just start while I was there. Yep. Again, you have been given a teachable heart to perceive the secret hidden mysteries of God's kingdom realm. So we want to have a teachable heart so that we can understand the mysteries of the kingdom realm. There's a Bible that some of us men are reading. It's called A Kingdom Man. And we meet on Mondays and we're getting ready to meet on Thursdays. It's called A Kingdom Man. And we're talking to these young men how to be kingdom men. Because we, our pastor understands that the tragedy, the real tragedy in this country is the lack of men being responsible and being kingdom men. You see, and Satan doesn't, Satan doesn't want us to be men to be kingdom men. Ask me why. why? Because if you cut off, cut off the head, the body will die. And so we have a lot of young ladies got themselves in bad positions raising kids because they had a male friend because he wasn't a kingdom man. If he'd been a kingdom man, he wouldn't have put her in that situation and, and, and taken the responsibility and he left the responsibility. But this book is teaching us how to be kingdom men and take the responsibility and be as responsible as God has called us to do. You see, a kingdom man and... And, and, and if you read it, it, uh, it says, up there in the little print, it says, a woman's dream. A kingdom man is a woman's dream. And then there's another one called a kingdom woman. But we're reading, the, my wife is reading the kingdom woman. I'm reading kingdom man. 
You know, I thought I was a woman's dream way before I read that, you know. But, I, but see, found, remember that, found out, no, brother, no, you were just an instrument that Satan was used to destroy other people's lives. Are you with me? All right. But to those without a listening heart. And do, now here's the key. Do you have a listening heart? There are people that are sitting in church, probably now, people that are sitting in churches. They don't have a listening heart. Because you ever sit in church? I've had before, before I really got saved and really got committed. I didn't want to hear what the preacher was saying because I was being embarrassed. How can you be embarrassed about learning something? You see? You may be embarrassed. Some of you may be embarrassed. Well, what about? He don't understand. I'm not the one that's supposed to understand, but I understand one thing, that God is a God of second chances. And you made, you got children. Your children can live better than you because you can become a kingdom woman and a kingdom man and take the responsibility, but you have to do it with a teachable heart and a heart that listens. All right? My mother used to say, did you hear me? And we say, yeah. And then that, and that next voice is, are you listening? You see, you didn't want the third one. But some of you all know what, how it was back in the day. And the key to the problem is this. I'm telling you all that you have to have a teachable heart and you need to listen because there's going to be things that's going to come up in your life that you're going to wish you had got the information to deal with it because none of you all know what your life is going to be. We've got so many people falling dead now, stars. Lisa, I can't think of her, uh, Presley. Three days ago, they showed her sitting with her mama at a banquet. Bam, gone. To, you see, we're seeing this kind of thing, so we got to get it while we can because we have no idea how long we have on this life. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I, one of the things that I have to be proud of, and I'm not saying it because he's my son, but I just love me some Isaac. Because he is committed, he is dedicated about everything. And let me tell you something that's amazing about that group. All of his friends that he graduates, they all call, most of them call us mom and, and dad, mom and dad. Every one of his friends, I'm serious, his close friends are all taking care of their parents. All of them. But he goes back and he brings stuff back that I forgot. Remember when you used to teach us? This thing here, you used to tell us, now you don't work hard on anybody's problem, on any hard and they working on it. You see, that makes me feel good because he had a listening heart. You see, he's financially stable. He could retire from Ford. He don't want to tell his business, but he don't want to because he says he ain't doing nothing. So I don't, I don't, I don't blame him. No, listen to me. He listened to somebody. You see, he listened to somebody. You got to get the information but you got to have a listening heart. you got to be teachable. You see? Okay. So again, he said, those without a listening heart, my words are merely stories. He said, they're just stories. Some people do Bible and it's a story because they don't have a listening heart. Well, it's more than a story to me. It's the commentary of life. All right? And even though they have eyes, they are blind to the true meaning of what I say. Some people, yeah, they got eyes, but they ain't seeing. I tell people all the time when I was taking, when a higher learning that I was taking, there's something called the spiritual eye. You got to have a spiritual eye for those that know what that is. Okay. And even though they listen, 
they won't receive full revelation. And they're sitting in church Sunday after Sunday listening, but they haven't got a full revelation. And you all know some of them. And they'll tell you, you know, I've been down to Christ Temple North 40 years. And so you, now some of them ought to be not telling anybody because they think there's been there to take the zero off four. <laughs> no. What did you get? Every time I read this Bible, I get a spiritual revelation of who I, who I am and who I ain't. Okay. All right. Okay. And sometimes this, sometimes this Bible breaks my heart. Verse 11. Here then is the deeper meaning to my parable. Oh, this is good. The word of God is the seed that is sown into hearts. The word of God is the seed that is sown into hearts. Now, you're going to be one of these people here, but it's God's word. Where is this word? Is it a mind-deep religion, mouth-deep religion, or is it in your heart? You see? All right. The hard pathway represents the hard hearts of those who hear the word of God, but the slander quickly snatches away that was sown in their hearts to keep them that from hard, believing. That's the hard heart. Mm-hmm. Snatches it away. Just gets snatched away. That's that person that's been in church all their life. And when you see him and you say to yourself, you know, I didn't think sister so-and-so was like that. She'd been in church all her life. That was all she was in church. You know, he, Deacon so-and-so whipped, beats his wife. You'd have never thought it now on Sunday morning. Right. Oh, it happens all the time. Folk get in church. Y'all know it happens all the time. You see? Because it didn't have anything in their heart. The word didn't get in their heart. You see? Okay. And again, from King James puts it this way. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then come at the devil and take away the word out of their hearts. Get up in church, listening to it, getting a little problem, a little situation. The devil come to snatch us up. You ain't got nothing. You remember uh, when uh, Moses went and he had his staff, right? And he threw his staff down and had doesn't Then we, then. Uh, Musicians came down, not musicians, magicians came down, threw theirs down. Two snakes came up. Of course, his one snake ate their snake up. But hey, they said, we got something too. Satan will tear you apart if you don't get this gospel down deep in your heart. He will tear you apart. He will, Satan will snatch everything you got away from you. You see folks running around here talking about the chaos and the confusion at the White House and folks and falling out in their house. Yeah. You see? He wants it. He wants every one of you in here, you need to look at me. He wants to tear it up. He wants to tear your household up. He wants to tear your life hold up. And he can do it if you ain't got it deep down in your, down in your heart. You see? How can people... I've never understood, now this is, because we're getting real today, right? People that abuse their wives or husbands, domestic violence, they call it, they will abuse those people, and then 24 hours say, but you know I love you. 
Okay. All right. Verse 13 says, The seeds falling on gravel represent those who initially respond to the word with joy. That's those people that get all oh, they get in church and they shout and they got their hands up. They just full of it. You know, go preach, preacher. They got full of joy. Right. I mean, they're having an experience, a, a, a flesh experience, I call it. It's in their flesh because a lot of folks, I remember this, young, this lady at our church, Gwen, remember, I won't call her name, but she's been dead 40 years. But she would get in church, and the church we came out of, they all wear their little white robes and their little white, y'all know how to do that. Yeah, and she would shout, but in the summertime, everybody would be outside, and she would be cussing folks out. Isn't it true? Done shout it all over the place. Walk right outside the church, and we cuss it. And here was the excuse, but I won't have tolerated it in here. Everybody said, well, we know how she is. No, no, that shouldn't be tolerated. That's two facts, what I'm telling you. Yeah, so everybody shouting ain't shouting from the word of God. And if you notice, I'm not cutting now. If you, you ever notice that you want to get people good. One of my favorite stories is uh, you want to make people shout in church and get their hands up and stay man. You talk about all the experiences Job went through. Well, you tear church up. Boy, and Job, and man, his wife was acting a fool. Then, but Job said all my time, point of time, well, I wait till my change come and folks be doing this and that. So I spoiled some brothers in one of the classes. I said, ain't nobody in Christ's temple north, Job. Read the first part. He was an uprighteous and righteous man. <laughs> See, well, ain't nobody shouting about that. That's what the book, the book said, and Job was what? Upright and righteous man. No, we'll shout about his experience, life experience, uh, Brother Roderick, but we ain't shouting when it comes to being a righteous and upright man. See, there's one thing that he wouldn't have to worry about. God went, and when Satan came, and he went and said, uh, I've been going to and fro trying to find somebody to mess with. You know how he done. And God said, had you tried my servant Job? Well, if I'd have been in a crowd, I'd have been blessed because he'd pass right by me. Because <laughs> he said, come on here, come on here, man. You see what I'm saying? But Job had something down deep inside him that was able to help him to get through what was getting ready to come up on him. All right? So again, I went uh, to get the, you know, you know, it's just amazing of how the body is and to see my oncologist. And, you know, I went through the, all those infusions and, and I've done with that. So I, you, I go see the oncologist, and they sent, you know, they sent something in, you know, they always send something in and say, yeah, but you got a such and such, and so we're going to put you on another chemo. And, you know, I shouted for glory. Because now I get to experience something else because I never got sick on the other end. So I'm taking another, and they'll put it, Isaac will put it on there, so don't be calling me and asking me what it is. Because you, then you cause me to say something I ain't got to be saying. I'm trying to be saved. So, here's, <laughs> so, so I'm trying. To, yeah, so I go on another one. And the only thing I ask them is, how long could I take this? And she said, for years. I said, I'm good. Yeah. But it's, so Pastor Fields is going to take another 
can you move it? After this one doesn't work, they'll probably come up with another one, right? So that is joy to shout for, not the situation and the circumstances, not going to hinder my life. But I praise God and thank God that there are people working hard for me to give me longevity. You see? That's how it works. All right? Keep going. I just thought I'd throw that in to let you know everything ain't all right in my life, just like nobody, thank you, or anybody. There's always going to be some stuff happening in your life. But you have to have something deep inside. If it ain't, Satan will snatch it from you. Yeah. There's no place in here about a bed of roses. It ain't in here. You see? And the devil ain't, the devil ain't got nothing to do with your sickness. I'm, you know, I get up now, and I have to take a few minutes. I'm sore. My body aches. It's called old. I'm 76, hold on, I'm 76 years old, and stuff is not working like it used to work, all right? And ain't got nothing to do with the devil. It's older, all right? But some people, it bothers them. They go through a crisis. I'm not going through a crisis. I've accepted my age, but I accept, I accept it, but there's something down deep inside me say, you're going to be okay. You with me? All right, here we go. So again, those who initially respond to the word with joy, but soon afterward, when a season of difficulty... And wait a minute, when a season of difficulty, what's that telling everybody in here? There's going to be seasons of difficulty. Mm-hmm. And what? And harassment of the enemy comes to them. And harassment of the enemy is going to come? How many people work with people? <laughs> Can I say, be real, Pastor. Be real. How many of you got family members? There's family members you want to see once every now and then. Because Satan uses them to come to harass you. They don't even know that. All right? So there's going to be seasons of difficulty, people. Right? And there's going, the enemy's going to harass you to come, you see? And the people will come. And like, I don't talk to folks, but people come and say, you going to be okay? I have no idea if I'm going to be okay. I, I pray that I'm going to be okay, you see? But Satan will cause you, I'm telling you, he will come to harass you. And they withered and fell away, for they were not rooted in the truth of their faith, and it was temporary. That's right. Got that temporary faith. You see? Okay. I'm about done. Take your time, Pastor. Yeah, you're getting it. (laughs) Verse 14. The seeds that fall into the weeds represents the hearts of those who hear the word of God but their growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares. There's some people that, uh, that just got that anxiety and stress, and they get all choked up, and it gets, takes their faith away. That's in here. All right? But their growth is? Go ahead. This is why they never become mature and fruitful. They can't become mature and fruitful, because when something comes up, I watched a football game last night. The game was over at halftime. I went to sleep. I woke up, and the team that was behind was only behind but two points. And they ran down the field and kicked a field goal and won the game. And I'm saying, how is that possible that they were 27 points behind? I take a nap. And they come up to this here. Ask me how it's possible. They didn't quit believing in 
themselves. They didn't quit. I don't care what your situation is. Come on, folks. Listen to me. It's only halftime in your life. Why are you quitting at halftime? Get back out there and play the second half. Do you understand? And too many people in their life have, Sister Evelyn, have quit at halftime. Go back out there. You got a whole nother half to make up the time and win your, and win your race and win your victory. You see? This is my fourth time dealing with this cancer, all right? This is just the fourth quarter. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right, here we go. In our last verse, verse 15, the seed that fell into good, fertile soil. Now this is who Christ's Temple North people should be. Mm -hmm. All right. Represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. And this is what we want. We wanted that truth. We wanted where deep where? In our hearts. Into our hearts. We got some people in here dealing with some things. It's personal, I won't tell you. But there's some people in here dealing with some things. And this message is for you this morning. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. There's people in here that have been through it. You're going to be good. You're going to be just fine. You're going to, you're going to, I promise you, you'll be okay if you take this word and put it where it's supposed to be. You tell that devil, tell that devil he got to go somewhere. Okay? We will respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as, they, as we endure all things in faith. And we're going, to do, we're going to endure some things. I'm not telling you. Trouble's going to find you. You're going to endure some things, but your faith will cause you to be victorious. You got to have faith. Got to have faith. Because sometimes that's all you got. But your faith, are you teachable this morning? Do you have a teachable heart? Do you have a listening heart this morning? You see, then don't let Satan harden your heart. Okay? That's right. And lastly, this is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in your lives. That's it. What I just got through giving you, if you take this and put it in your life, you'll bear much fruit in your life. You see, you ought to be tired of going, and I'm not cutting. Folks want to go to churches, and they want to do this and that. No. Help me deal with life. You see, I can do all that. Else. Help me deal with life. Let me tell you all something. You're feeling good now? Things good? Trouble will find you. You're going to have to deal with some things. You see, I, I look at these young couples uh, that's gotten married and getting ready to get married back there and getting ready to get married here. Let me tell you something. It's wonderful. Uh, but there's a thing called the honeymoon. <laughs> and then there's a thing called marriage. And all the married people down there, they're like, it's going to take faith. And it's going to take listening to the gospel and carrying the word of God in your heart. Because sometimes Sister Gwen gets on my nerve. Sometimes Brother Pastor Fields gets on her nerve. You be around somebody 53 years, many times they've got on your nerve. Do you understand? And there's gonna be disagreements. But here's the key. She, she trusts her husband as a kingdom man to make the right decisions because somebody's got to make a decision because if both of y'all want to be equal, you got to tie and nothing will get done. You see? And she, touch, she has to touch, trust it because of this. You see? 
I'm going through some, Sister Gwen's going through some things and this agent thing's going through, but there's a thing that we know that could happen because the word of God says that when we do this, it says to death do we part in sickness and health, rich or poor. We, yeah, we got the rich or poor done down. I mean, we, we good, all right? Uh, and we ain't dead. But sickness is bound to come because we're getting older, so things are happening. And so we have to support each other because this is what it says. Because it says the two are one for you young people. Y'all need to hear me. So if we, she can't get sick unless both of us sick. We both got cancer. We both got diabetes. That's what this book says. All right, I'm talking to these young couples, right? You can't have no outlaw in-law problems. I call them outlaws. You can't have that problem. You better hear what I'm saying because you just got through reading. The scripture says that Satan will use who he can to harass you. So you got to get your rules together, you all, and come from here. And you men, and mama-in-law, can't be no mama-in-law problems because that's my mama. No, 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 no. You done left your mama. According to this book, and cleave to who? Your wife. My mother, Sister Gwen, tell you, came, and I wasn't at home and said something to her. And the only thing I said, where is she? That's true story. And that never happened again. Because you ain't bring, come bringing up in here. You see? And wind up, the one she's married to divorced her. Come over here meddling in mind. But anyway, here we go. You, no, no, no. No, 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 no. You will not make it in life unless you plant these seeds in your life. You all sit and look at me and you look at everybody in here is going to go through something. And the ones that will stand are the ones that have a teachable heart and a listening ear and plant it deep down into their heart. You'll make it. The rest of you are going to fall apart. That's just a fact. Amen. Amen.